Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, all you DFS dreamers. Welcome to the 2021, uh, what is this, the 2021 season of the DFS dreamers, Pierre. I am back with my guy, Peewee31 on Twitter. How you doing, Pierre? Well, it's good, man. Just happy to be back. Happy football's back and just ready to get after it. Oh, I am too. And, and aren't you excited for like DraftKings? I've already like entered a at least 16 dime contests. Already done that. <laughs> I, I have. Big spender, big spender. But I mean, it's good. And I think that's that's a good point to bring up right up front. Uh, you definitely got to be careful with your, your contest selection. Careful with your bankroll. Kind of play within your means. Um, a lot of folks get really, really, you know, excited about those those big dollar amounts with those contests there. And really the ROI is kind of in the smaller stuff. So um, I recommend, you know, looking at those smaller contests. Me, myself, I find my little house about 200 or less. And uh, you look at the ROI and oftentimes I make more money in those contests than I do in the, the big ones with the, the million dollars, you know, top prize, $100,000 top prize. So dimes are the same, you know, if you're going to, just test out the waters. If there's something you want to max enter with that 150 entries, you know, do that with the dime, with the quarter. Don't go up there to those bigger contests where all those sharks are. Okay, uh, let's get into the bankroll here in a second because I do want you to teach me a little bit about that. You taught me so much last year, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I want to remind the listeners of a couple of different things. First of all, you're listening to the DFS Dreamer Podcast. I am Wes Easley, at Loafinet on Twitter. That is Pierre, my co-host right over there, at Peewee31 on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe to the, to the uh, DFS Dreamer Podcast and also any other podcasts that are there on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. And, and let, let me fair... Let let me just give warning to the listeners. You may be able to tell that my voice has changed a little bit. I have not hit puberty. But what has happened is people have started uh, uh, gathering up the corn around me. And people have the, – the cotton has started popping around me. And whenever the cotton starts popping and the fields start turning white, oh, Pierre, it kills me. It kills me each and every year. And it's always around this time of year when football starts. So maybe I don't get to go out and do as many extra extracurricular activities, and I just have to stay at home and watch football. So that's not a terrible thing, Pierre. It's not. Keeps you out of trouble. But, yeah, the pollen's been pretty pretty tough around here, too, with allergies and stuff. So I feel for you. Uh, hopefully you can recuperate on your couch watching some some football this weekend and you yeah. know, get that voice back and – Whatever else you need to get back. <laughs> yeah, well, tonight I do have NyQuil running through my veins, so just be warned, everybody. Hey, let me ask you about this bankroll because I have been doing a little bit of research about how to manage bankroll. And you mentioned contest selection, which I think is very important as well because I've been doing research about that. Last year, I just everything was moving so fast last year. I was trying to learn on the fly. I was never a big DFS guy. I always dabbled in it here, dabbled in it there, but you know how cheap I am. So most of the time, there were free contests here, free contests there. And and plus, uh, DFS action wasn't even legal down here in Alabama for a long time. So, oh, wow. I, I, yeah, oh, no, no. I mean, like two, maybe three years ago, tops. And you know how I am with mashing buttons, so I just never got around to it. <laughs> uh, but, but help me understand what it means to manage my bankroll. Do you go in with a set amount at the beginning of the year and say, that's it, that's how much I'm spending? Uh, how do you manage a bankroll? Yeah, I think that's a, a great approach. So you you want to look at what your your budget is. You know, you don't want to lose your your paycheck, your livelihood. You know, playing a, a game of daily fantasy sports. So um, you tend to just look at it for either a year or either, either week by week. 
Um, um, I know it's daily, but, you know, football is week by week and just kind of set aside this amount is what you're going to play. And you're not going to play any more, any less. That's what you're going to play. Uh, if you lose, you lose. You know, you, you, you regroup and, and come back the next week. If you win, um, yes, you're going to have more in your account, but go back that same week. Just play the same thing. Play the same thing over and over and over again and, and try to, to continue to, to build that bankroll so that way your, your wins and losses aren't too drastic. You know, you'll have folks, they'll, they'll bend and they'll win, and all of a sudden then they're, they're playing higher stakes and, you know, gambling, you know, pretty much and risking, you know, that bankroll that they have, and then all of a sudden it takes one loss and all, that, all that's gone. So uh, find a set amount. I, I would try to play that or close to that, you know, every single week and then just be selective in your, your contest. Um, again, you're looking at, let's say Sunday, for example, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a million dollar contest, uh, twice. There's a hundred dollar entry that has 28,000 people. Uh, and there's a $5 entry that has over a million, you know, people in it. So you have to beat, you know, 1.2 million people almost to, to win that million dollars. The odds of that are very slim. Uh, so that's why folks talk about cash games. Um, which are really popular. That's your your double ups, or basically you have to finish in the top top half of everyone that's that's in that contest. So uh, that's head to heads, where you only have to beat one person. Uh, those are your cash games, where it kind of helps your odds out quite a bit more. So like a fifty fifty is one of those. So uh, you can right. find those where there's like twenty people in them. So you just have to finish in the top ten to even right. cash out at that, and you can enter those for as little as a dollar. Right, I, yeah, that's, and you're doubling your you're doubling your money. So you you bet a dollar, you win you know two dollars. You bet twenty bucks if you cash, you're winning forty. Uh, sometimes it's rate, so it's like closer to thirty six. But you're mm -hmm. you're still doubling your money, and you don't have to be in that top twenty percent that a lot of the GPPs require. You just got to be in that that top half, which is a lot greater odds. Or in the tournament right there is what you're talking about when you say GPP, you're entering a tournament. And and it is so tempting to to throw $5 into that million-dollar moneymaker or something. Where, like you said, the odds of actually winning anything, whew, that, they're, they're slim to none, okay? But you might be able to hit it. I'm not going to say don't. If that's part of your bankroll, go right ahead. But I'm going to tell you what, Pierre, you know me. I'm a cheapskate, okay? I'm a cheapskate. I, I can't, when I was growing up as a kid, I had nothing. So a dime is pretty valuable to me. A quarter is pretty valuable to me, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have just as much fun playing the dime and quarter games. I know there's not a lot of juice involved in it for some people, but maybe they're more, they're, they're, they're used to playing for more money and they're used to either losing or winning more money. I'm not. I'm happy playing the dime and quarter games. I just like seeing my name at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> well, it helps. I mean, you're, you're still, you know, in the competition you're still playing against you know a lot of other folks there's some of the top players in in dfs or or max entering you know some of those diamond and quarter games because they they can be top heavy as well just looking at the 25 cent you know jukebox that has over 200,000 people and that that top prize there is you know 2500 you know you turn the quarter into 2500 that's enticing um but again it's just hard it's very hard for that to happen uh, you really can't miss with anyone in your lineup. You you kind of need everything to fall in place, uh, which is why I, I tend to gear towards more your your double ups, fifty fifties, head to heads, where you only have to beat you know the the one person opposite you, um, as well as just smaller contests. Sometimes they're harder to find, but if you use your filters, you know you can find single entry uh, contests, which means that everyone there, all the entrants, can only put in one entry. So they yeah. can't put in multiple entries. So I like single entry. And again, I only like, you know, a max of 200, 300 people. 
I feel like I personally can beat 200, 300 people really pretty regularly. And oftentimes, like I'll play, let's say a $5 contest like that. I may win 40 because I, I finish higher um, versus a, a $20 contest where I win like 30 bucks um, because there's just so many people in it that the rate's all up top. Um, so it really doesn't pay off to be in those contests unless you hit it big. Well, I love what you said there. Just looking at the different contests, the single entry contests are so important. You just got to kind of click around there. You got to mash the right buttons to, to figure out and to find those little caveats inside this DraftKings room. And also you can you can click on to see who the entry, uh, who the people that have entered that contest are. And you can see how many badges they have, you know, and stuff like yes, that. So if, if you walk if you walk into a room with a whole bunch of badges, you just need to turn around and walk back out. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you give yourself a better chance. Like I've been in there with some of the, the top players and there's times where obviously I lose and they they're top players for a reason. But uh, oftentimes they're even safer themselves in those contests, like their risk are in those big tournaments, those big GPPs where they have multiple entries. Uh, but they have a lot of chalkier plays in those smaller contests themselves. So it only takes one to two differences to really set yourself apart from those guys even or gals. I like it. I like it, Pierre. You're getting me stoked for Monday or for Sunday. All right. I'm getting happy. That's what we're here to do. We're here to find these little jewels in the rough a little bit here. And we're going to start over at the quarterback position. If you have any questions about the lineups or about how to manage your bankroll or anything, always hit up Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. You can hit me up too. And I'm going to ask you to ask Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. Okay. That's what I'm going to probably do. Uh, but let's, let's start over here at quarterbacks. And I look at the, the beginning part here and we're still going for three times the value here on DFS Dreamers. Am I right, Pierre? Correct. That's what you want from most of your players, but definitely from quarterbacks three times. So we're looking at Patrick Mahomes. He's at $8,100 on DraftKings. So we're looking for around 24 points or a little bit higher from him. Will he or won't he, Pierre, uh, hit the 24-point threshold this weekend? I think he will. Um, I think he's he's the safest play on the board, uh, which is why he's the, the highest price quarterback on the board, uh, 8,100. He's going up um, at home, coming off a really rough uh, Super Bowl loss to the Buccaneers. They they shored up that offensive line. Uh, big test right out the gates with the, mm. the Cleveland Browns, who are, are projected to be really good this year, really good defense uh, themselves. Uh, you look at that that playoff game late in the season, he, uh, he only went for 21.6, but that's, that's what, 2.7 um, or so, um, close to that three-point value. I feel like, you know, he has a higher ceiling there because he only threw for uh, one touchdown that game. Uh, so I do like Mahomes. He's probably the, the top quarterback play on the slate, um, if you can afford him. Okay. I'm going to keep going through here until we get down to Aaron Rodgers. All right. I'm your wife's favorite player. Uh, let's, let's keep going. Down. <laughs> Kyler Murray, 7,600 against the Tennessee Titans. That one looks really enticing to me. He's only got to get in that 22 point range to really pay off three times his value. Are we going to see Kyler Murray go running crazy in Tennessee? It's possible. I think the running crazy is the, the interesting part here. So, you know, towards uh, the end of last year, he was dealing with that, that shoulder, um, injury that he had and he really kind of stopped rushing uh, the ball as much I feel um, as he was earlier on uh, so that's really the thing to really pay attention to um, high team total uh, here for the, the Cardinals they're at 24 and a half um, they're the second um, highest over under uh, for game totals behind that Cleveland and uh, Kansas City game uh, so he's definitely in play 
Um, I think you kind of want to see how it's going to play out with him, whether he's a little more conservative and doesn't run as much because of, you know, having that injury in the shoulder. Sometimes that can get between guys' heads. Um, but if he's like he was earlier in the season, uh, then he's kind of locked and loaded at that $7,600 price range. So he will. Okay. Josh Allen against Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They're, they're right first here on DraftKings, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is. But I think that that's probably stats from last season. He's at $7,400, Josh Allen is. Will he be able to get to that 21-point threshold? That's Ooh, tough. This is tough. This is it real is. tough because uh, they played week 14 last year. Um, he did not. He got 19.3 uh, threw for a 238, two touchdowns and an interception, uh, rushed for 28 yards. And I, I still think the Steelers are going to have a, a pretty good defense. Hopefully they pay uh, TJ Watt, who I know has kind of missed some time, uh, kind of holding out. I did I did see he practiced today, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they should be healthier. Uh, they always have a, a pretty good defense there in Pittsburgh. So I think it's going to be tough. I think Buffalo throws the ball enough. Uh, to where Josh Allen can get there. Um, so I would lean yes, uh, but it won't be easy on him. For would sure. you rather have, would you rather take him, Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes? I'd take Mahomes uh, over all three of them. Okay. All right. All right. Russell Wilson against the 29th ranked Indianapolis Colt defense, Pierre. <laughs> he's at $7,000. $7, so he's got to get to 21. It's a new offense in, in, in Seattle. Uh, they're trying to learn some things there. I, I, I don't like that matchup. I don't like Russell Wilson going into Indy with a new offense. I, I, that's my personal feeling. I'm going to stay away from him. But what about you? You're the expert. So I, I, I love our defense in Indianapolis this year. I think we're going to be a, a really top defense. Uh, Russ t- tends to come out of the gates hot is the, the yeah. only concern there. He starts a lot of seasons well. Um, and then as the year goes on, they, they kind of get figured out a bit. I don't really feel like they address that, that offensive line, uh, his, his weapons, you know, they, they do have Metcalf, they have Lockett. I feel like we have some good corners we can put on them. This team total, uh, it's pretty high for Seattle at 26 right now. And this game total continues to go up. So it was, 47 and a half or so a few days ago it's up to 50 i think part of that's the the carson wentz news as well on on the indianapolis side with him likely being available uh for the the game week one so i think russ can can get there uh they're playing inside uh it's just it's a crapshoot just because there's so many unknowns that that week one uh new pieces everywhere um but i i do like russ just because he starts off hot um, Indy tends to, to sometimes start off slow. I think we've lost week one, uh, dating back all the way to like 2013. So we're not really good that week one game either. Uh, but I'm excited for this one and I'm excited to see uh, both teams for sure. I like you that you that you're looking at the point totals. I, I did have that written down a little bit for the games anyway. Fifty plus games. Cleveland, Kansas City's going over fifty plus. That's the highest one on the board. Green Bay and New Orleans, who we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers here in a minute. Baltimore at Las Vegas, Arizona at Tennessee, Seattle at Indianapolis, and I believe the Rams and Chicago game is is over. It would have been over fifty points because the Rams are scheduled to win <laughs> or scheduled to score fifty five, but the Bears are at negative ten right now. So it's it's <laughs> Slipped under the 50-point threshold. Well, thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. That's on the, the Sunday night game. I have it at 46 <laughs> and a half right now. It'd probably be 50 if the Bears start at Justin Fields, but I don't want to get you worked up. <laughs> Thanks, early in the show. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm sick, Pierre. Don't... Aaron Rodgers at 6,800. New Orleans is one of those teams. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. 
I, I told John Priscilla this earlier. We were, we were talking about this on the Pick and Pick Skin Winners, a podcast that him and I have. And and I am starting to throw Green Bay Packers in every single DFS lineup that I have because I don't like the New Orleans Saints. I think Green Bay's got something to prove this year, just like I did last year. Mm-hmm. They're, they're an offensive juggernaut. They're a team that's come back together. I, I really like Green Bay at New Orleans. 6800 seems like a cheap price for me for Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Um, they played week three last year, um, actually in New Orleans. And, you know, he went for 283, three touchdowns. They won 37-30. I'm pretty sure this game's going to be in Jacksonville uh, oh, because yeah. of the Hurricane yeah. Ida. So having a having a, a wife that's a, a huge Packers fan, I know that, that that fan base travels really well. So I wouldn't be surprised oh, if man. Jacksonville turns into Lambeau South. Uh, come come Sunday. So that's that's going to be a hiccup. Um, New Orleans, if it was in New Orleans, I think it'd probably be a little tighter. But given the the, the road game uh, for both teams, really, I, I tend to lean Green Bay quite a bit just because I know the, the Packers fan travel for one Jacksonville's warm weather. So there's a lot of Wisconsin folks down mm-hmm. there anyways. Uh, but Rodgers, again, I, I feel like he's, he's out for a mission uh, this year for sure. Um, kind of a last dance, I feel. Uh, for him there in Green Bay, and I think he's going to tear it up. All right, so out of those top six, I guess I got six. I think it's five if we kick out Deshaun Watson. Hey, who's your favorite one out of that top tier? I still go Mahomes if you can okay. afford him. Uh, if you can't afford uh, Mahomes, then I probably would lean with Rodgers. All right, the next little tier here, I've got uh, Justin Herbert at 6,700, and we're going to go all the way down to Baker Mayfield at 5,900, Pierre. Three out of the six look good to me. They, they, the three out of six of these guys look good to me. I'm going to ask you to pick out those three. Who are they, Pierre? We're going to do it like baseball. Three Ks, <laughs> three strikes, and you're out of there. Okay? All right, so I'm going to start with Ryan Tannehill. Not Ryan Tannehill. It's a good choice. I, I, it, I think it's a. I, he's not my favorite. He's not one of my top three. But really? he's. I, yes, I think he's a good choice though. Going against the Arizona defense, I know it's sixty five hundred. He's got to get to eighteen. But man, there's a lot of things going on in Tennessee. I don't know if he's going to be the guy throwing the ball. I don't know who's going to be playing in Tennessee right now. I don't even know if he's going to be at quarterback. I, I don't. I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. So I'm trying to stay away from that game <laughs> if I can. Okay, because they got a lot of COVID issues going on. I, I know. I, I think he'll be cleared personally, uh, which is why I go that route. Again, you're looking at the second highest, you know, game total on the whole slate. Uh, I tend to lean Vegas's way. You know, they, they make a lot of money there in Vegas. Uh, it's in Tennessee, uh, adding Julio Jones to A.J. Brown. He obviously has Derrick Henry in the backfield. So I, I do like Tannehill. But if he's not one of yours, I'll go right below him. Uh, Jalen Hurts. As okay, one. that. That's cheating now because you now you're going to start picking Alabama players and you know that Jalen Hurts <laughs> uh, against that Atlanta defense. Yes, I agree. And plus, I, I I like that he has the ability to score not only with his arm. I don't know who he's going to throw it to. <laughs> That's a whole other story, right? But I also <laughs> like that he's able to run it in. And sometimes I think with him, especially inside that red zone, he's going to be looking to run first and pass second. And uh, I think that he's going to be able to accumulate those points, pay off three times the value, be able to hit that 20 point threshold for me anyway that's what i think yeah his rushing upside's huge um right now he's projected as the the second most rushing attempts out of quarterbacks only behind lamar jackson uh projected for 8.6 attempts uh, and that's big again it, it's in elena 
Um, I think this is going to be a sneaky shootout type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you mentioned the the concern on who he's going to throw it to, given the the wide variety of of weapons there in Philly. But he's he's a guy with that rushing upside that you can play naked. Um, I guess I better define. So Nick is just playing a quarterback uh, without any of his pass catchers. So you kind of just play him alone uh, versus stacking him with someone else. And I feel like he's a guy that you can do that with because of that rushing upside. So that's something to consider uh, if you do end up going with Hertz there. Okay. One strike on you. Yes, you got one correct. Go ahead. All right. So I got one strike. I'm going to go opposite him um, in that same game, Matt Ryan. Oh, you are correct. I, I am not impressed by the Philadelphia Eagle defense. I wasn't last year. I wasn't in the preseason. I don't have any reason at all to believe that they have a defense. And Matt Ryan is one of those guys, year in and year out, that gets it done for 6K. He's going to hit that 18 points really easy. I like what you said about that game, that it looks like a, a little mini shootout right there is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to go over the point total. Um, so I will take Matt Ryan and all those little shiny offensive weapons that he has in Atlanta. For sure. Um, obviously, the the new tight end there is the the talk of the town with, with Kyle Pitts. Uh, they did lose Julio, but they still got a, a pretty top you know wide receiver there, Calvin Ridley. So again, I, I think this can be a, a shootout type of game, and uh, I feel like Matt Ryan actually performs better without Julio. He seems to yeah. distribute the ball a lot more evenly when Julio hasn't been on the field. So looking forward to this one. Um, one more. So kind of stuck between two. Uh, you have go. Herbert. You have Herbert Cousins, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and Ben Roethlisberger. I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence. You're right. It is Trevor Lawrence, and oh, and, and for one reason only. It's not that I trust rookies. You know how I feel about rookies, and I just don't trust them at all. And 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 the Trevor Lawrence. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm jealous of him. I, you know, he's got the hair. He's got the golden locks, he, all those things. I'm a little jealous of Trevor Lawrence. And I know as soon as my daughter sees him, she, you know, I, I all of a sudden I'm going to have to buy two jerseys now. Patrick Mahomes jersey and a Trevor Lawrence jersey. But I, I'm i picking this for one reason and one reason only. The Houston defense. Yes. and the Well, two reasons. And the Houston offense, okay? <laughs> so three. The Houston coaching staff. The Houston, uh, you go on all day long. And I think that there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence, he doesn't. He can throw the ball in. He can run the ball in. They're going to be able to do whatever they want to against Houston. Uh, I look for uh, Trevor Lawrence to score big, at least in that 20-point value mark. He can. I'm interested to see what, what Meyer does with that offense, um, how they kind of unleash uh, Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, number one overall pick. Felt comfortable enough letting Minshew, uh, trading him over to the, the Eagles and kind of going backup, listen away. I know they have a backup, but I think everyone assumed Minshew would be that guy. But I'm interested to see Lawrence. I'm, I'm excited for whatever Meyer brings to the table. Uh, obviously, the injury to Etienne is going to hurt a little bit, but I, I still feel like he has weapons at his disposal. And as you stated, um, I think everyone's expecting the Texans to just be awful. So they'll be picked on throughout the year, I'm sure. We got the next little tier. All right. And I know you're going to appreciate this. The Joe Burrow, it starts there at Joe Burrow at $5,700. And I'm going to I'm going to take it all the way down to the last starter in here, Mitch Trubisky at 4900 Uh He should be a starter in the league. I know he's not. <laughs> But he's my starter. He's my starter. I know I, I picked on Mitch last year a little bit, but I'm going to miss watching him a little. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to see him holding the clipboard. He should be playing somewhere in the league, but I like the situation that he has there. So we'll go down to Zach Wilson at 5K, okay? 
Well, and, he's not the last starter, so who's not who's to interrupt, but Mac Jones is down there at four hundred dollars. Oh, so I did scroll all the way down. Mac, oh, how did boy. I miss Mac? How did I miss Mac? You're right, forty four hundred dollars. That's where the cheapest value. Pierre, I didn't oh, even yeah. see that. I stopped at Mitch Trubisky, and I got distracted by him. Uh, Mac Jones <laughs> is a wonderful value at forty four hundred. He's only going to have to. Put, Miami's a pretty good defense, though, Pierre. They are. They're 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 a really good defense. But you know that's a that's a pretty good price for a starting oh, quarterback man. that I feel is competent. I I think Mac Jones is a talented player. Oh, um, obviously, first game is going to be tough, but with these prices coming out. Uh, before the Cam Newton news, um, that's that's a that's a big value spot if you're if you're willing to go there um, and swing for the fences a bit with Mac Jones. So let me ask you this: I look at that and I say that is going to be a chalk play because I think a lot of people are going to see that value and stick him in there. Does that mean we have to stick him in there in fifty-fifty games because everybody else is, so we can spend up in other areas? You don't. Um, I think where where folks kind of get lost when it, it comes to to chalk is there's there's good chalk, there's bad chalk, but it's chalk for a reason. Um, obviously, folks are thinking they're a really good play. I, I think Mac Jones is probably the the best value um, play at quarterback. But the the reason I say you don't have to jammy man is because you can really set yourself apart going elsewhere. At the end of the day, you want your lineups to get the most points. That's what you want to do. So even if he gets, you know, four times value, you're looking at 16 points, you know, or so around 4,400. Whereas if Mahomes, you know, at 8,100 gets 30, you know, that point gap just itself is going to be pretty wide where you're looking at 16 to 30. And then you're hoping that the the other players, you know, kind of make up for things. So I wouldn't say it's a lot to have to jam them in. A lot of folks do because of what it allows you to do with the rest of your roster construction. But you can still set yourself apart by getting off a chalk like that and just going for upside with guys that can put up more points on the board. Okay. I, I I will say this about Mac Jones too. Whenever I look think about the New England Patriot offense and what they did do in the mm-hmm. past, not last year. I'm gonna throw last year out the window with Cam Newton because they had to change a lot of different things. Uh it kind of seemed to me like they they went to a completely different system. Almost who who was the uh who was the quarterback there in Indianapolis from uh New England for a year? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. They, you know how remember when New England did that with Jacoby Brissett, like for one game, and all of a sudden they became this running quarterback team. I think it was a Thursday yeah. night game or a Monday, and I think they put that same game plan in there for Cam Newton last year. Well, now they get to go back to the Tom Brady era with Mac Jones, and I'm going to tell you, I watched him a lot in Alabama, or at least I listened to him on the radio. However you want me to say, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. uh, he he, that's what he does. He reads the defense. He throws it quick. He gets it out of his hands fast. And it reminded me a lot when he was in Alabama of Tom Brady. I'm not going to say he's Tom Brady, of course, but he, he's going to be able to run that offense very well. So I, I agree with you. Well, and they they were saying the reports that he was teaching Cam the offense, you know, showing up early, staying late. So he seems to have the drive and, yeah. you know, the, the will to be successful. And so I, I don't like New England because of the Colts rivalries, but I, I hope he does well. Um, I still hope they stink, but I hope he does well. <laughs> I also skipped over Teddy Bridgewater. He's starting for sure on Sunday, right? Yes, yes, he was named a starter there in Denver. Forty-eight hundred dollars against the Giants. Do we like Teddy Bridgewater at all? I don't. Um, I like the Giants' defense. Um, obviously, Daniel Jones can can perhaps get them in trouble a bit uh, from the offensive side of the ball, but I expect this to be low scoring. 
Uh, so does Vegas. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the lowest total mm-hmm. at 42 on the board. So I don't like either of the quarterbacks in this matchup there. Okay, let's go back to my original tier then, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> from, from Burrow to Wilson. Uh, this, this to me looks like good values. There's some good values stuck in here. We're going to call this the Flacco tier, okay? Can we call it the Flacco tier? <laughs> that means this tier's elite? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I did that just for you, so you would giggle a little bit. Uh, just pick out for me a couple of different players in here that you're really looking at that you can see tremendous upside on uh, for Sunday. So top two, um, starting there, uh, Joe Burrow, 5,700. I feel like he might be more chalky than Mac Jones. Uh, again, going up against that that Vikings defense that got torched through the air. Uh, he has the weapons for sure. Uh, Mixon's going to be one of the top values at running back, but you, you look at T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, even Jamar Chase, even though he's had some drops, they're priced in just a range where that's an easy team to, to stack. So I, I think that Burrow, um, concerned with the ACL, how he's going to look, uh, he really got like, what, one one possession uh, in the preseason. So you, you got to hope that he's actually healthy. But I feel like he he definitely has the upside, given how often they passed, you know, last year before he got injured. Um, I do like Burrow. You know I'm going to like Wentz uh, right there below him. Uh, big Carson Wentz fan myself. Glad he is in Indianapolis. I predicted him coming to Indianapolis in like November last year when he got benched for Hertz. Uh, the foot thing's concerning for him as well. Another person with an injury, haven't really gotten to see him uh, because of the injury itself, but all reports out of Indianapolis that he looks great. He, he's comfortable. He's confident. He was named captain today. Uh, so really looking forward to, to Wentz. Again, this total's rising. Uh, it's up to 50 now. I think a big part of that is because Wentz's health, no T.Y. Hilton's going to be tough, but I, I do like some of the depth that we have at receiver this year. Uh, so I think Wentz has upside. Garoppolo, given that it's Detroit, has upside. You know, 5,500. We haven't really seen him much either. Uh, they kind of rotated throughout the preseason with him and Trey Lance. I, I'm not sure who's been. I think I think Garoppolo's the, the official starter. Yeah. I want to say that, you know, Trey Lance is banged up a bit. But 5,500 against Detroit. Another one of those teams kind of similar to the Texans that I expect to be just poor. You know, as long as you can keep your kneecaps, I think you'll be fine there uh, against Detroit. And then Fitzmagic as well, 5,500. Going up against the Chargers, first, you know, go around there with the Washington football team. Has a a big target in McLaurin. Hopefully Curtis Samuels on the field. Uh, So just looking, looking at really those four, I feel, kind of stand themselves apart. I don't really think I'm going to play anyone below them uh, that we haven't talked about other than Winston and Darnold. Uh, so Jameis Winston, name starter there against uh, the Packers. His weapons are, eh, I don't know, you got Kamara uh, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. But, you know, I know a big thing on Marquez Callaway, everyone's high on him right now. But I'm just not sure how that's going to play out. You know, the Packers will probably put Jair Alexander on Callaway to try to take mm-hmm. him away. So not sure on Winston. Darnold Revenge is is probably going to be a, a big one as well. Uh, 5K going up against his former team with the Jets. Uh, he's got familiarity with Robbie Anderson, uh, who I feel like they're, they'll connect against their former team for a touchdown at least once. Obviously, the, the best running back in the game with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, other weapons there as well with DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall. So I do like Darnold at, at 5K in a revenge game type of scenario against his former team. I actually like the Jets a little bit better in that revenge game because I think they got a lot of anger against Sam Darnold, to be honest with you. All right, so I 
but yes, I, I, I hear what you're saying on that one. A lot of people are going to be playing Sam Donald. There wasn't really anybody that jumped out at me either. As far as a great value, I am totally just looking at Mac Jones right now, and I am drooling all <laughs> over my microphone. It's here. a good price. It's a real good price. It is. Hey, you're listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I want to jump over to the wide receiver part of this because we're always looking to couple the quarterback with the wide receiver. So like you said a couple of different times there, stack them up with some people. And you mentioned that the Cincinnati Bengals were some good stacks. Well, we're talking about Devontae Adams right now at 8,300. Pierre, when we talk about three times the value, there's not a lot of wide receivers that I think can live up to the $8,300 mark. So that means you got to get to that 24, 25 point threshold. New Orleans in the past has had some pretty good cornerbacks that can give a lot of trouble to wide receivers. I -hmm. look at it and I don't know if Devontae Adams can get to that 25 point threshold this weekend. I think he can. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL to me. His, his route runnings impeccable and crisp. He has a a great rapport with, with Aaron Rodgers where they just kind of know what each other's thinking uh, so he can get open um, in those type of circumstances as well. You know, you look at, let's say, the Rams, for example, in that playoff game where he was going up against Jalen Ramsey, uh, who many think is the best cornerback in the the NFL. And, you know, he still went for 21.6 uh, there. He's going to get targets, probably double-digit targets. Uh, he gets targeted a lot down in the goal line. They they have a couple plays for him and Tunyon uh, that seem to be unstoppable when they take them in motion. So, Again, you're you're looking at Marcus Lattimore probably being the one that that kind of you know shadows uh, when it comes to Devontae Adams, but I just think he's too good. Uh, if he's healthy uh, with the connection with Rodgers, I, I feel like he can he can definitely get to that three times the value. I look at all these guys in this top tier from an Adams all the way down to Diggs, and I, I see where they are all very expensive, okay? <laughs> and I look at it, and I go, boy, that scares me that they all have to get in that 20-something point threshold, each and, each and every one of them, and I'm not sure if all of them can do it or not. Tell me who's not going to make it out of the Devontae Adams, the Tyreek Hills, the Calvin Ridley, the, the, the uh, Hopkins, Jefferson, Diggs, and Metcalf. Oh, I think they're all going to make it. <laughs> really? You think that, you think, I do. Well, down I to do. Diggs anyway. Metcalf would be the yeah. one that I say no. Um, I think he's more boomer bust. Uh, I, I think and hope Xavier Rose can kind of keep him in check. So it would be Metcalf. I had to pick one. But all these guys are expensive for a reason, and that's because that they're they're talented. And they're really all in good matchups. Even Diggs, you know, you look at Pittsburgh last year. He got 32 against that Steelers defense. 10 catches, 130 and a touchdown. So I like all those guys. Yeah, I accidentally had I I accidentally I, I drafted a defense in my home league, and I usually don't draft a defense whenever I'm in that home league because it's just I don't know I, I just I, I like to mess around with those guys you know so I don't draft a defense I don't draft a kicker I pick one up off the waivers at the very last minute you know that's just what I do and and I accidentally drafted the Pittsburgh Steeler defense and I looked at it, I said well it's a Steeler defense I can hold on to them and then I went no they're playing against Buffalo there ain't no way I'm holding on to them because I do I do remember how Diggs went off on that all right so. So we think all those guys can do it. Next tier for me starts out at DK Metcalf. It goes all the way down to, let's see here, it goes all the way down to scary Terry McLaurin. All right, at 6,400, Pierre. Let's flip it around. All right. Uh, you, you start asking me who I might like and if they're going to pay off the value. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're here. We got, we got good matchups. So let's just go with the, those top four there. Uh, Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Thielen, uh, Keenan Allen. 
Uh, who do you feel is the, the best play out of that four when it comes to three times the value? Well, you know, Pierre, I really like two guys that go all the way down. Even to, I'm going to extend it down to the $6,700 mark, okay? I okay. love two guys in that in that price range, and that is uh, DK Metcalf and TJ Lockett. I love those guys because they're going up against the Indianapolis Colt defense. That's, I, was, I was trying to dig on you, man. I was trying to dig yeah, on you a little I, bit. I saw where you were going. As soon as you yeah. said two guys, I knew, okay. where, I knew where this is going. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> mind at all. I don't mind Thielen there in Cincinnati. I, I don't like Cincinnati defense at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that Thielen is going to be able to have a field day. Kirk Cousins is going to play well. You talk about somebody who has a chip on his shoulder who, once again, the media has just just raked them over the coals, it seems like, left and right. They got something to prove there in, in the Minnesota, and I think Kirk Cousins is one of those guys who has something to prove, and he loves he loves when people talk bad about him because then he goes out there and throws the rock all the way around. So I love Thielen and I love Jefferson this week. Yeah, Thielen, a lot of people think he's he's touchdown de- dependent. I, I think he's a good receiver. Um, I felt like in redrafts he was going way too low uh, myself. You look at Irv Smith being hurt now. I think a lot's going to be on the shoulders of Jefferson and Thielen, so I, I like Thielen quite a bit this year. I also like uh, Keenan Allen this week a little bit in Washington. Uh, I know it's a new offense there, uh, and but but – I, he's going to have to throw it to somebody. And I've never liked Mike Williams there. I've never I've mm-hmm. really thought they were going to do it. They no longer have Hunter Henry there. So uh, Herbert's number one. And, and today Eckler had a hamstring issue. And so he was on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So they may end up throwing the ball a lot. So I'm really looking at maybe a Keenan Allen as a sneaky little play. I'm hesitant because it is, is against the Washington defense. So I'm not going to play Keenan Allen everywhere. Uh, but I also like Julio Jones, where I do think that first game in Tennessee, they're going to want to get him one touchdown at least. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Keenan Allen. I, I feel like that Washington defense is scary. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll probably avoid him for the most part. But as you stated, he, he should get his fair share of targets uh, given the, the right re- right receiver tree um, as well as the, the hamstring issue with Eckler. Uh, Julio, I'm just – I don't know what Julio. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> he's just – He's burned a lot of folks, you know, the last few years in Atlanta. He's still talented, clearly, but can't stay on the field. Doesn't seem to get touchdown. Might change in Tennessee, but I think that's one of those wait-and-see type of approaches for me when it comes to Julio. I understand. I, I'm just looking at the the whole narrative of going to a new team. They spent money on him, so they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna get him in the end zone one time. It is Julio Jones, man. It is Julio. Come on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's let's go into the next little tier here. I have a $6,300 Deontay Johnson starting at us out all the way down to $5,600, Kenny Galladay. All right, we're mm-hmm. going to start at the bottom, and I'm going to ask you, who would you rather have, Kenny Galladay for $5,600 or, or Claypool for $5,600? Mm, Claypool. I don't like Daniel Jones, and I don't like that hamstring designation with Galladay. Or the Denver secondary, for the most part, too, will True. really be able to do play well. Uh, isn't it interesting that all these – we did this last year, I think, where the Pittsburgh wide receivers were all kind of lumped together. You know, mm-hmm. you got to you got to f- figure out which one's going to hit. And then they – a lot of times, all three of them ended up hitting. Uh, Claypool, uh, Claypool or Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson. I, I yeah. do feel like him and him and Darnold will connect at least once, and I think they'll have a big game against his former team. I agree with you there. I like I like that one. Uh, Robbie Anderson or Brandon Ayuk? I do like Ayuk, but I'll stick with Robbie Anderson. I, I think the Niners will be able to run the ball in Detroit, so I'm I'm going to lean with uh, Robbie Anderson. Okay, that's interesting because I, I, you know, they're going to put up a lot of points in San Francisco. You just never know how. 
You never know how, and you don't know. I I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo's little touch passes where he touch passes forward, you know, or, <laughs> or if he throws it behind the line. I don't know if they're counted as passes or or, or handoffs. I don't know what any of those things are. So it frustrates me. <laughs> they're passes. They push it forward. It's a pass. If it's backwards, it's a, it's more of a, a rush. But Pete, this is a little patty cake forward. That's a that's a pass completion. So what if he throws it behind him? Because they do that too. Like Brandon Ayuk's average depth of target, I think, is negative eight yards. <laughs> Him and Samuel both. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I'm taking just. I mean, I'm taking Anderson okay. um, over both of them. I, I probably would hesitate once we got up to Deontay Johnson, just because of his his targets. You know, his target share with Roethlisberger has been, you know, insane. Usually double digits. So if we we were playing that, I would just kind of jump forward. And say that I probably take Robbie Anderson over everyone wow. in this tier, including his teammate DJ Moore, um, up until we got to Deontay Johnson. Okay, so it, you know Jar- it's weird to see Jarvis Landry's name here. I don't know if that's a price point due to the production he had last season, but he's in that six K range with all these guys. And uh, so you're gonna. Oh, so what do you think, him De- or Deontay Johnson? Then would you uh, take Robbie Anderson or Deontay Johnson? I take Deontay Johnson. I, I just think if he has the same volume that he had last year, that it's going to be hard to, to okay. outmatch him. Okay. All right. I could see that too. I, 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 he, what, what was it? The first pass of the year went to Deontay Johnson and everybody said, see there, he's the, he's the number one receiver in Pittsburgh, right? Well, just the routes that he runs, like Roethlisberger's arms, not the same. He'll take his shots here or there, but Johnson's just the, the guy that gets open that gives him a, easier route tree uh so i feel like Deontay's just the guy he he tends to, to target the most the De, uh Devontae parker at 5500 with the two attack of Lewis in miami <laughs> all the all the way down to we'll go we'll go down to traquan smith at 4900 okay we'll go down there uh okay. how about if we do this out of this big tier your turn my turn all right. Okay. Let's let's kind of do a little snake draft. You get to pick whoever you like, and I can pick whoever I like after that. Okay. So from Parker down to Traquan, I will take Russell Gage, fifty three hundred. Ooh, I like that one. I like that you stole my guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, no guys. Julio. He, he's gonna have opportunities. Obviously, you have Kyle Pitts still, you have Ridley, but I, I like this game, and I feel like he'll be more involved in the offense. Yeah, he's only got to get to 15 to pay off for us, or, or close, mm-hmm. close to 16, and I think that he could. Okay, so this is like a little bit easier because you get to take some of the names off the board, like a Brandon Cooks. He's gone. You know, I'm not, I'm not picking Brandon <laughs> Cooks, okay? He's gone. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I, I don't really like that. I'm not crazy about him. Uh, but I will go ahead and go with Corey Davis in New York. I like the buzz coming out of there. If I had to pick somebody out of this tier as a number two pick because Russell Gage was my first one, I would pick Corey Davis. Uh, he, he doesn't have to quite hit the 15 point. Mark and I just I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep up with Carolina. Yeah, and he he had a good rapport in that preseason game. He was getting peppered uh, with targets there, so that's that's definitely a good pick. Uh, my next one, I'm kind of on the fence, but I, I think I'll go with Tyler Boyd, uh, hmm. 5200. Um, I do feel like he he has a pretty good connection with Burrow. I, I think they'll they'll kind of take it a little easy with Chase, given the drops that he had in the preseason. Uh, so I think Boyd and 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 his teammate that we'll get to here in a minute, uh, probably the, the main two there in Cincy, but I'll take Boyd out of the group that's left there. 
Isn't that something? We've took all those guys over Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham Jr., who is at 5,400. Uh, maybe it's a price point there that scares us and the unknown factor of how Odell's going to perform after the injuries. I, I, you know, Pierre, if, if I got to pick anybody else out of this group, which I don't know that I would uh, yeah. pick anyone, but it, it, it may be Myers out of New England, just hoping that he has the connection. But I, if you're going to force me to pick somebody, it would be Myers. But other than that, I don't know. I, probably nobody. I also like LaVisha Chenault. So I know you mentioned Trevor Lawrence, and I feel like Chenault's going to play a big part of Trevor Lawrence's season. Again, it's against the Texans, uh, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, They did have a connection themselves in in the preseason. He caught all three of his targets, 33 yards and a touchdown. So I I do think Chenault in his second season could kind of have a a breakout type of year, depending on that offense there in, in Jacksonville. Okay, we're going to go through a big tier here of just yes or no. I don't think it's actually a big tier at all. It's just like four this people. Is my, this is one of my favorite tiers um, okay. of the whole week. Okay, well then tell me who you like out of this tier. So out of I'll, this next tier, I'll, I'll go all the way down. Um, I do think you can can take a risk on Chase, but I, I really love his teammate this week, uh, T. Is, Higgins. Yeah. I, I feel like he's in for another you know breakout type season as well, another second year. Uh, receiver. Uh, I think he's uh, the top wide receiver one there when it comes to the, the Bengals. So I'll take T Higgins uh, against Minnesota at 25th ranked, you know, defense. I like Michael Pittman uh, Jr. He's down at 4,100. Again, no T Y Hilton. Uh, Paris Campbell's actually a little, <laughs> a little uh, hurt himself with a groin uh, that came out today. Uh, I feel like Pittman was going to probably be the, the wide receiver one at the end of the year. Um, as well, just because he finished the season against Buffalo so well, like Pittman at 4,100, uh, like the rookie, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, there in Philadelphia. I do think that's one of the, the targets that, that Hurts will have, uh, obviously the, the Alabama connection, uh, but he's going to be the top guy going up against the, the Falcons defense that was pretty much last, um, against white receivers last year. So I like Devontae Smith quite a bit as well. Um, there's one more. Give me. I got one. I got one. Go you look, Go I got. I got. I have two. I don't know how uh, long, how far we're going on this one, but I will right. just say the rest of the board. Okay, I got two. Okay. I got two guys. Uh, number one, AJ Green. And once again, it's for the same factor that about Julio Jones. He's thirty eight hundred. He reminds okay. me of your T Y Hilton from uh, last year, you know, where you're just like, okay, he's going to click, he's going to click, he's going to click. But A.J. was peppered with a bunch of targets last season in Cincinnati. They brought him over to Arizona. I think it's 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 more of the, for me, it's about the veteran getting shown respect. Okay, yeah. that, that's what that is. And A.J. Green, I believe, will be able to find the end zone in Tennessee. First of all, they're going to be thinking about Hopkins. They're going to be chasing Kirk all over the field. Uh, Kyler Murray's going to be going crazy. And A.J. is just going to be standing in the corner kind of waving his arms. And boom, he's going to get hit with a touchdown. I think that that's what ends up happening there. Uh, well, there's, and a, all- there's a really good rookie in Arizona. And yeah, you're right. there's a lot of cheap rookies that we, we hadn't got to that I, I feel are going to probably be in play. Uh, the one in Arizona is Rondell Moore, um, second-round pick out of Purdue. He's minimum salary at wide receiver, uh, 3K. Uh, you got to feel they use a second-round pick on him for a reason. Uh, kind of be a gadget guy, um, good hands, good speed. Uh, Rondell Moore at 3K. Uh, Elijah Moore, uh, one of the Moore boys there in, in New York with the Jets, 3K minimum salary again. Uh, Jamison Crowder is still in the, the protocols for COVID himself, so he may not even play. 
um, which opens the door for Elijah Moore to kind of be the the Robin to Corey Davis's Batman uh, there and with the Jets. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. in Carolina, 3K. Um, these guys are cheap. Uh, again, you, you got Curtis Samuel in Washington now, so Marshall had a really big preseason. Looks well. Jalen Waddell, what's your guy, Tua, uh, there in Miami, only 3,600. Uh, going up against New England, who won't have Stephon Gilmore, is a really good price. Uh, we mentioned Callaway uh, with the, the Saints. He's at 3,400. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be one of the most popular plays on the board. I kind of worry because I Jair Alexander uh, probably being the one that's going to shadow him, but you know Jameis is willing to throw interceptions to get guys the ball. Uh, so him at 3,400, Marvin Jones in Jacksonville 3,600 yeah. with his new team. There's a lot of guys down here uh, just for cheap that you can kind of put in your lineups if you need some salary saver. Yeah, I like that Marvin Jones. He 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 had a great connection. I've always heard this uh, preseason and at practices with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so I, I agree with you. You can save some money at wide receiver this week, Pierre. I think you can save a lot of money at Absolutely. wide receiver this week. All right, very good. DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Lofinit, Wes Easley, and don't forget to follow Pierre at Wee 31 And also follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe, slap those stars around, leave a review. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends about the DFS Dreamers. Absolutely. All right, let's look over here at defense. We like to look at defense a little bit. I'm going to save running back for last because that's that's kind of like a, a big one, too. Is, uh, defenses we can kind of speed up on. We always mm-hmm. like to scroll to the bottom and see if there's any great plays at the bottom to be able to pay off You know, three times the value. We still look for that, and, and we don't like to pay up for a defense, really, a lot of times. So, Pierre, is there any of these bottom-tiered guys that you like on defense this week? Uh, there's a few. Um... I think you take a chance on the Falcons. Uh, I'm not too sold on, on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I feel like he's inaccurate. Uh, he does have the, the rushing upside with his legs, but, you know, I, I think the Eagles may have just been a bad team. Uh, I think Wentz may have kind of got caught out for that. But uh, Falcons, not a great defense, but, you know, looking at home opener, you know, has some energy there. Their minimum salary at 2K. Um, if you don't trust Urban Meyer or, or, or Trevor Lawrence, you can look at the Texans at 2100 as well. What? Um, you can. You can look. You don't know. They have a new head coach. That's true. You know, they, they could be playing for something. You know, okay. first game, they may want to prove a point that they're more than Deshaun Watson. So just keep that in mind there at 2100. I okay. still like Indy, the coach. I think they're a really good defense. Yeah. I, and 2300 is really cheap. I know it's because Russell Wilson's on the other side. But, again, you're just looking for scoop and score. Some type of touchdown, pick six, few sacks, whatever it may be. Uh, you can easily pay off that that twenty three hundred price range. I like them down there towards the bottom as well. Okay, I, I don't blame you. I I did circle the Colts. I was like, "Ooh, look at that!" And I like the Falcons <laughs> one too because the Falcons really played hard on defense for uh, the new coach there. I, I just I, I the Falcons have something going on with them. I believe this year. Uh, anybody else? All right, we'll go up a little bit here. Would you pay for any of those top tiered teams? The 49ers against Detroit. Would you pay uh, you know, the Patriots at Miami? I don't think that one's even a question whether or not we do that. That's a big no. <laughs> Uh, 49ers for sure. Um, not a big fan of, of golf. Not a big fan of just the Lions' weapons in general. You know, Swift, you know, he's been injured most of the year of his groin. Uh, they, they got rid of, you know, Galladay. He's not there. Marvin Jones not there. So it's pretty much golf and Hawkinson. Uh, 49ers getting healthy with Bosa and, you know, those guys type back. So I do like the 49ers. I think you could take a chance with the Patriots. I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, but Tua had some awful games. 
uh, yep. last year to, to the point where he probably shouldn't have been playing over Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I think you can take a chance there. Both the Giants and the Broncos in that game, I feel, are, are, are solid plays. I think I'd probably lean more towards the Broncos uh, defense myself, getting Von Miller back. You know, they got Chubb there as well. Uh, again, the Packers, you know, they're in Jacksonville. They're not actually in New Orleans. Uh, we don't know this new and improved Jameis Winston. If he's the guy in Tampa that was throwing, you know, interception after interception, uh, you can look at the Packers there. Uh, Washington football team have a really good defense themselves. So I think you play them at 3,200 as well. Okay, I like that one. I, or all those, I like those. I was looking at another one. Uh, I, I, the Broncos at 3,300, it may be tough for them to get to that 10, 11, 12-point mark. I might want to pay up a little bit just to be able to make sure I can get that with the 49ers. But they are going against Daniel Jones, and we don't know how the running back situation is going to work there. And the Broncos, uh, they're always a good, pretty good defense, man. So I like that one a little bit. Yeah, I agree. All right, look at tight ends. That we, Travis Kelsey. He, he's yes. at 80, he's at 83. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought that was the question. <laughs> he's at 8,300. Next one is George Kittle. He's at 6,300, a big, and then TJ Hawkinson is at 4,900. So there's like a huge gap there, but Travis Kelsey at 8,300, he's got to get to 25 DraftKings points, but it's not a matter of, I think with him, whether or not he's going to get to 25. I think we know he's going to get to 18, right? We we, we say he might not hit three times the value, but he probably will. But then is anybody else going to hit three times the value either? He's going to have such a big difference between his points and everybody else's, Pierre. And that's the key. And as I kind of mentioned earlier with the the chalk and how you can sometimes pick other players to set yourself apart, Travis Kelsey is at play pretty much every single week at at tight end. Uh, You look at last season and he had – one, two, three, four, five games that are 20 points. Everything else was 20 to 30 points the, the whole season. And one of those uh, were 17 and 16. So he had three games where he had 14, 10, and six. Everything else, he got 16 or more points the rest of the season. And there's a lot of 27, 28, 29s in there. So uh, I feel like Kansas City is still kind of a, a two-man show when it comes to Mahomes, and that's with, with Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. I, I don't think that's going to change much. Uh, you look at this matchup against Cleveland in the playoffs, uh, 11 targets, eight catches, 109 yards and a touchdown, uh, 27.9 uh, points there. So that's that's you would take that every day of the week. Um, there's not going to be a lot of tight ends that can get you 27.9 points. So Kelsey's definitely someone you got to consider every week, uh, no matter his price, because he's pretty much a receiver. He's like a wide receiver uh, one himself. So definitely keep that in mind with Kelsey. One of the things I noticed last year was just everybody's prices, you know, and how they went up and how they went down. And uh, this week we were able to get CMC for under 10,000 or 10K, which we weren't able to last year, I think, uh, while he was playing or anything like that, or it's one of those Mm -hmm. top tiered running backs. I I wonder if Kelsey's going to hit that 10K range this year. I just, I just, it's possible. Him starting this high, it's possible because usually you see him, you know, probably in the, the yeah, Kittle right. range may be higher. I know Waller's uh, Monday night. He's like 75 if you look at the whole slate. That's usually where Kelsey is to start. So him starting at 83, uh, he could definitely climb up there if he starts off hot. Last year it was sevens to start with. He maxed out at 85. So I just look at that 83 right now, and I'm going, wow, he's going to get to 10K, which will be something to see. <laughs> All right, uh, George Kittle. Will George Kittle be able to in Detroit? I think he could definitely find the end zone. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll get to 18 points. I, will he be able to do it in the in the three quarters that he has to play? Because they're not going to have to play four quarters. 
So I, I love Kittle. I just don't think this is going to be a game where the, the Niners have to throw the ball. So I'm not really high on their passing attack this week. And that's the game script. We we see this being a blowout, and so the game mm-hmm. script just means that they're not going to have to put uh, their main their main players in jeopardy. Uh, maybe even one of those things where you can, on the on the showdown games, where mm-hmm. you start putting in a little bit of San Francisco's backups to be able to pay off and and maybe able to win a take down a ter- big tournament that way. That's just that's don't my personal put them thought. in your your captain spot. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is folks putting cheap players in their captain spot on showdown. So if you're playing tomorrow. Bucks and Cowboys, put a put a good player in your captain. Your your captain is someone that can can make up for a bad position. You want the person that's going to score the most points in your captain spot. So don't put you know one K guy because you're trying to jam in you know all the good players elsewhere. Your captain has a multiplier. That multiplier is going to set you apart. Don't play bad players in your captain spot. That's my rant. Continue. <laughs> Very good. I guess I'll have to go back and look at my Gio Bernard take for later. But, uh, let's look at the TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's, you know, he's going against the top ranked defense in San Francisco. We're not going to play him this week at 4,900. I like to look at those top three tight ends, but we're not going to play him, right? Probably not. I think he's going to be their top weapon, but I think the Niners defense is good enough to take him away. So um, I, I don't think I'm going to play okay. him now. All right, let's go down here to uh, Goddard, Goddard, as I like to call him, all the way down to <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Okay, we're going to go down to that tier, and I'm going to okay. ask you, who, who would you rather, Kyle Pitts or Mike Jacecki? Pitts. Pitts. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays out, right? And is. is he going to get the wide receiver designation in fantasy football at some point? I don't know. I'm on the hype train, though. I saw him in Florida. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see him, so I, I'm, I'm taking Pitts for sure. He he could be the greatest value in this whole tight end field uh, at forty four hundred. It's it's possible. There's a there's a couple that I yeah. like down here, but he's he's in the mix. I'll tell you that. Okay, Pitts or Logan Thomas. <sighs> That's tough. You, I I still probably take Pitts. I know Logan Thomas is your your favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, not really. Uh, did you hear what, about Curtis Samuel though today? No, what was that? No, no, he he walked off the field after trying to run a route. Uh, the hamstring or groin injury, the groin issue, came up uh-huh. to play again. So now it's going to be McLaurin and basically Logan Thomas. I I really doubt if Samuel plays because he he just the way he walked off the field did not look good, at promising at all. Well, that 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 changes some things for sure. Um, I think Thomas is in play. Uh, Deami Brown, who we didn't talk about at receiver, uh, uh, will be in play as well. He's the another rookie. That I'm guessing is going to be pretty cheap. Let me look at his price. So, yeah, he's 3K. Um, you know, it's either him or Adam Humphrey. So, I think you're going to probably go De'Ami Brown. But, yeah, Logan Thomas, I think I still probably lean Pitts just because I, I haven't seen Logan Thomas uh, with Fitz. I've seen him with check right. down Alex Smith. So, uh, give me Pitts still. And, again, what a game I think is going to be a shootout. Now, I will say Fitz uh, did have a good rapport with Humphreys, like you, like in the preseason as well, and in practices. I, I did hear that, so uh, maybe Humphreys would be one of those uh, dart throws that we could pick. Kyle Pitts or Hunter Henry in his new uniform? Still Pitts. Um, I'm taking Pitts over over everyone here, up to Goddard. Really? And what about Goddard? I I, I like their other tight end. Um, I know I I'm going to catch some flack, but. I, I feel like the, the demise of Zach Ertz is greatly exaggerated. Uh, I think he'll be motivated on the contract year. You look at the, the end of the season uh, when when Hertz took over, seven targets, seven targets, six targets. 
Uh, they didn't convert that very well, but I feel like they can convert now, you know, having a training camp together. Uh, so I actually prefer Ertz at, at 3,800 and in redrafts. I was taking him at the end of each round everywhere. I think he's even in my Scott Fishbowl league. I've, I've got a lot of Zach Ertz, and I feel like he's going to have a redemption season. I could see that, and I could see him playing because I don't think Philadelphia is going to be very good this year, uh, possibly as trade bait, you know, just, just getting sure. traded off the team before the trade deadline comes to approaches. All and right. you got to showcase him to get that value up. So That is very true. So yes or no on the rest of these guys here for a little while, okay? You ready? Yes, let's go. Uh, Noah Fant, yes or no? No. Uh, Robert Tonyan, yes or no? Yes. John U. Smith? No. No. Evan Ingram at 4,100. No. Oh, God. Austin Hooper at, at 4,000. 4K. Yeah, I like Hooper. I do, too. Uh, Kansas City was one of those teams last year that really let up touchdowns to the uh, tight ends. Yep, and so sure. maybe that trend will continue. And he looks like a wide receiver to me in a Cleveland Brown uniform. Eric Ebron. Yeah. I, I like his counterpart more, uh, Friar Muth, baby Gronk out of Penn State. So, no to Ebron. Really? Come on, Pierre, the rookie. Uh, Zach Ertz, you already said yes, too. Yes. I, I think so. Is he going to be your number one play outside of Travis Kelsey? Him and him or Pitts, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. I can flip a coin. Okay. Jared Cook? No. 3,800 the, for the Chargers. Hunter Hurst now. There's a forgotten name. No, I feel like they, they took pits for a reason. Um, okay. I'm sure Hurts will get on the field, but no. No, thank you. Okay. Is there anybody else down here at the bottom that you like or that you would look at as being one of those dart throws on Sunday if you just had to you know, ha- have somebody really cheap, like a like a Troutman or somebody? <laughs> I, I like Anthony Ferkser. Um I'm worried how he's going to kind of fall on the depth chart. I, I felt last year he had a really good uh, rapport with Tannehill uh, filled in. Uh, pretty well once, you know, Johnu got hurt. So I do like Ferkser if if he's getting that spot. I don't know where he's at on the depth chart. I've seen different reports on whether he's going to be the starter or not. But if he is, um, I do like him at, at 3,200. I feel like he's a, a solid play. Tyler Conklin uh, there in Minnesota. I'm not on the, the Chris Herden uh, bandwagon there. But with no, no Irv Smith, uh, Conklin, you know, had some decent games there to close the year, three for 40, four for 31, mm-hmm. three for 57 and a touchdown, uh, going up against that Bengals, you know, defense that ranked 26 against tight ends. I feel like you can play him. Um, another coat. I know you, you love me talking about the coats, but, uh, they're rookie. Um, actually Kylan Granson, um, yeah. his minimum salary for tight end at 2,500. He's really been the 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 the, re, the pass catching tight end uh, kind of filling in for Trey Burton. Uh, they mostly use Mo Alley Cox and Jack Doyle for blocking. So if Cranston can get on the field, um, we know Reich loves his tight ends. We saw you know what he did with Urch there and in, in Philly, and you know what he's done in the past. So I do like Granson. Obviously Fryer Muth, who I mentioned as well. Uh, we don't know how he's going to rank with Ebron, but if he's on the field, uh, I feel like he's a more talented you know tight end there. So him at twenty five hundred as well. If you need a dark, dark throw. Yeah, I, and I don't mind Dan Arnold at 2,600 either against the Jets defense. I, well, I don't know how the Jet defense is going to react. Uh, of course, it's a new Jet defense there and a new regime there, but I don't mind Dan Arnold. Uh, they they are making a point to involve the tight ends more in Carolina. Donald to Arnold, that's the, that's the thing, right? Donald to Arnold. I can't mm-hmm. play Dan Arnold. I think it's 
who is it? it was Lupe there's someone I had a, a good back and forth with on on Dan Otto to the point where I can't play him now just because I, I argued so much oh. <laughs> a, a positive positive argument on how I wouldn't play Dan Arnold. Jordan Loop, yes, I know who you're talking about. We'll <laughs> give him uh, the baby bowl chat room. All right, let's head over here. Running backs, our last one uh, for the DFS Dreamer podcast. Christian McCaffrey is coming in at 9,500. If you do not play him this week at 9,500, you will never be able to play him again for under 10K. <laughs> so uh, would you play Christian McCaffrey this week at 9,500? Yeah, if you can afford him, you, you play McCaffrey every week. Uh, you play Dalvin Cook as well this week in Cincinnati. You do another another great matchup. Uh, lots of volume for these guys, so they're they're the highest price for a reason. Do you play Derrick Henry this week at eighty eight hundred? I don't. Oh. I like Henry. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to be in for regression, but I just prefer to to play Henry once it gets colder and guys don't like to tackle him. Uh, well, and I, you know what I've heard a lot out of Tennessee is that you know they're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. That's what I heard a lot. Now, I know Derrick Henry is going to be Derrick Henry, but mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, they, they got to rest that guy just a little bit. So maybe those maybe they just wait until the end of the season, the second half of the season, to start really feeding Derrick Henry when the weather does turn cold and those things. So I would stay away from him at 8,800 this week as well. 24, 25 DraftKings points is going to be tough to get to. It will, and I agree. Um, they're going to have to get Julio involved, uh, AJ Brown involved. I know he opens things up with the play action and you know RPOs, things along those lines. So it's he's going to be involved, but he's not going to be that workhorse. Um, I don't feel until the the winter winter's coming. Pierre, I just got so excited because I went to watch Derrick Henry on Sunday. I just got really excited. <laughs> I I don't know if the Nyquil just went and hit another vein or what it was, but I got really excited to watch Derrick Henry on Sunday. So I, I'm well. I'm you got the, you got a different type of Nyquil if it's hitting your veins. You're getting excited because it does uh, the exact opposite for me. Yeah, I, I understand. I, but it, it's it's it. Yes, I've taken so much of it over the last couple of days. Alvin Kamara at uh, at 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 home or at Jacksonville. He's he's going against. <laughs> The Green Bay Packers, not a great defense, especially against running quarter, uh, running, uh, uh, receiving running backs. Mm-hmm. He's at 8,600. 24 points looks like something that he can get to me. Real pr- pretty, pretty easy. No, I, I love that the sun will come out tomorrow for sure. Um, <laughs> great matchup. You know, no Michael Thomas is yep. where he really excels. Uh, now you're looking, you know, Latavius Murray got released yep. um, also, so that could bump up his workload um, as well. Um, I feel like Jameis can do a little bit more than Breeze. I love Drew Breeze, but his arm was kind of really limited um, himself. So I'm not sure the dump downs will be there, but, you know, Peyton's going to find a way to to get Kamara open. So I, I do like Kamara uh, against the Packers. And he might be their, their offense uh, when it comes to that game. Uh, they played week three uh, last year. Kamara went for uh, 47.7 uh, DraftKings points. Uh, six rushes for 58 yards, but he had 13 receptions for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Not sure he can replicate that, but even if he gets half of that, you know, 47, 48, he's at that 24 point range that you need. Yeah, I'm. Re- I have New Orleans circled this year. I just, I'm really curious to see what Sean Payton does with, with you know, to me, I drew. I know Drew Brees is gone, but there's no, hardly any names that I'm going to be able to recognize on the offensive side of the ball other than Kamara this year. It's, it's, it's going to just really be changed. So it's, I'm really curious to see how that works out. What about your guy Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis? Uh, is he going to be able to hit 24 points this week against Seattle? I like Taylor. I don't. I don't think he's going to get to 24. I, I know they say they're going to use him more as a, 
a workload type of back, but you know, they still got Hines who uh, they have to get in the mix. He's just so yeah. explosive. You got to play him. I think they'll get Marlon Mack a few carries. Um, he's been healthy off that Achilles tear. So I don't think he's going to get the 24. This just isn't the matchup for Taylor this week. All right, let's go down from Saquon Barkley and we'll go all the way down to James Robinson. Okay. We'll, we'll stop right there at 6,400. Saquon's mm-hmm. checking in at 7,800 this week. He's going to have limited action. So are we thinking that Saquon's going to hit 78? Yes or no? no. Or hit, hit 20? Yeah. Pay off at nope. 78. No value. Nope. Nick Chubb at 72. No, no. Oh, that was that was agonizing for you. It is. Hunt Hunt's gonna steal some from him. Uh, I like Chubb. I like running backs against Kansas City, but I just don't think he gets there. Unfortunately, we heard the news about Eckler's hamstring. It's not you know he's questionable right now, but he's at seven K. Are we gonna take a chance on Eckler this weekend? I won't at all with the hamstring, and I probably wouldn't have anyways, just because I like Washington's defense that much. Who who's his backup there? Is it is it still Jackson? Yeah, it's Justin Jackson on the depth chart. I know um they have uh Larry Roundtree the third, uh someone that, that folks are excited about as well that they drafted. So it's gonna be one of those two, but I'm pretty sure Jackson's the the second back on the depth chart. Oh, that's a, if, I sure hope Eckler doesn't get a hamstring injury. I hope it's not lingering. Uh Swift at sixty nine hundred. No, I, I like the forty ers defense to to bounce back this year and he's been dealing with his his own groin injury. Uh, throughout the preseason, so no one's with Jones at 6,800. I do like Aaron Jones. Um, I'm not sure how this backfield is going to work. Uh, I know a lot last year, Jamal Williams was still in, you know, carries and some of the passing down work. Um, I don't think A.J. Dillon will still any of the passing down work. He might still some goal line work, uh, but I, I think I'm on the fence quite a bit with Jones, and I'll probably pass and lean more towards Rodgers or Adams or Tunyon if I want a part of that Packers offense okay out of these last three ceh ceh uh mm-hmm. sanders and robinson all james right. robinson okay i want all the james robinson uh i was i was drafting him quite a bit all the off season uh, i know they took travis Etienne, you know first round pick and folks just kind of pushed james robinson aside but he had a stellar <laughs> rookie year last year you know over a yeah. thousand yards you know 10 touchdowns now there's no in there. You know, he's got to worry about the ghost of Carlos Hyde uh, behind him uh, against the Texans. You know, terrible rushing defense, worse in the league. Um, you got to feel like they're going to lean on the run a little bit more to, to kind of protect, you know, Trevor Lawrence early on. So I really like James Robinson this week. All right, let's start. I will. Would you rather? Okay, from Najee Harris all the way down to Mike Davis. All right, Najee is there at 6,300. Mike Davis is at 5,400. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know why. Mike Davis is priced lower uh, than Kareem Hunt. But I will ask you, <laughs> Davis or Hunt? Davis. All day, all night, right? I mean, I know Kareem Hunt can maybe squeeze in a touchdown. I know it's a revenge game against Kansas mm-hmm. City, all that stuff. But Mike Davis is the solidified starter there with not really a, a great backup. I know Wayne Gallman's there, but he's going to be new to the system. Mike Davis should have all the work there in Atlanta That's this weekend. It. The volume, volume is key, and, you know, he can catch the ball as well. He showed that, you know, in Carolina last year when McCaffrey was hurt. So I do like Mike Davis at 5,400. You know how many goal line attempts Todd Gurley had last year? How many is that? I, I don't know. I was hoping you knew, I, but it was a bunch. No, I watched, my head. I it was a bunch. He was he was like the Adrian Peterson. It's uh, yeah, kind of yeah. what I've compared him to uh, this off season, where he just got a bunch of goal line work. So I'm surprised he's not signed. Um, I don't yeah. think he's that terrible. You know, I know he's had knee issues, but for him to go 
unsigned with all these running back injuries is kind of baffling to me. Yeah, him and Edo Smith are having a little cup of coffee at some <laughs> Waffle House somewhere. Mike Davis or David Johnson uh, for yeah, the Mike Davis. I don't uh, even know who the Texans are going to start. So Mike gonna Davis. Be, it's going to be Mark Ingram. <laughs> it's Ingram. They have uh, Philip Lindsay. Uh, it's it's a toss up. So no thanks. I'm just okay. avoiding that. Okay, Davis or Gibson. That's a tough one. But the Charger run a stopping uh, defense is pretty good. So you skip the other guy I really like. Oh, Mostert. I'm sorry. You yeah, said Raheem Mostert. Um, I'm taking him mm-hmm. uh, over Davis. I Again, I feel like the, the Niners are going to be up big, and I, I do like their, their running uh, attack, and I, I like Mostert quite a bit this week. I've been trying to trade for Mostert in my home league uh, all week long, and the guy won't budge at all. <laughs> but he's got Mostert sitting on the bench, and it's driving me crazy. I'm just He's got him sitting on the bench. I mean, his injuries are what's concerning. So you, you want to play him early before he gets hurt. Uh, I think once he gets hurt, it's probably going to be the, the Trey yeah. Sermon show. But right now, I'm all aboard the, the most he's start, he's starting Saquon and Gibson over him. And, and somebody in the flat wide receiver in the flex spot is just driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts. Uh, all right. So Mostert or Gibson? Uh, I'm still going Mostert. I, I like Antonio Gibson a lot this year. But in this matchup, I'm taking Raheem Mostert. Mostert or Carson? Mostert. Uh, yeah, it's going against the Indianapolis Colt defense. Mostert or Gaskin? <laughs> Still Mostert. Okay, all right. Mostert or your guy, Joe Mixon? Is that your guy this year? He's not, ever, he's not my guy, but I do like Mixon uh, against the, the Vikings this week. Um, I'm not sure they really addressed <laughs> the, the offensive line there, but again, you got Burrow coming off his, his own ACL tear. Uh, I know he's a, a top quarterback, but I still feel like even though they're saying he's healthy, they're going to try to protect him. And uh, outside the offensive line, the other way to protect him is to, to really keep the defense honest, run the ball. Uh, so I feel like Joe Mixon could be a big part of that. Gio Bernard's gone now. Um, you might see a little bit of Chris Evans, but I think this is going to be the, the Mixon show this year uh, with the Bengals. So if there's ever a year that he's going to be what people think he can be, uh, I think this is going to be the year. Okay. Uh, Mostert or, or, or who'd you say? Mixon. Okay. Mixon or my guy, Najee Harris. <sighs> I'd probably stick with Mixon. I do like Harris. Uh, I just don't like that matchup with, yeah. with Buffalo. I'll agree with you there, Najee, and, and uh, uh, redraft leagues, dynasty leagues, whatever leagues you can get a bit, but not DFS mm-hmm. this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so would you like, uh, let's see, we got the rest of the guys here. Melvin Gordon, yes or no? that's a tough one what about what about damian harris over in new england he doesn't have a lot of competition there in the backfield but miami's too tough you always have competition in new england Uh, okay he's got white there he's got you know ramadre stevenson who i think's a little baited up jj taylor so not against miami no Okay. What about any of these other guys? Find me a running back sleeper, Pierre, that you might want to put either in uh, your wide running back place or your flex spot or somewhere. So there's a couple. Um, one's going to be uh, Indiana University's Tevin Coleman. Uh-huh. Uh, he's there with the Jets now. He seems to be their their lead back. Uh, he's got familiarity uh, with Robert Salah there. And when they when they benched the, the starters in the preseason, he was the running back that they benched. Uh, so I do like Tevin Coleman there, 4,900 against the Panthers, who also struggled against the run, uh, 29th ranked defense. Um, you go down, Chase Edmonds, 4,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake's gone. I know they, they brought in Connor, but this is one of those situations where, you know, all the reports is that, you know, Chase Edmonds is probably going to get his chance. 
so he's going to get his chance against the 28th ranked, you know, uh, defense against the run with the Titans, 4,600. He's able um, to, to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Um, so I like him. I like Trey Sermon right under him. I prefer Mostert because that's who I feel like it's going to start. Uh, but, you know, you never know what the, the Shanahan men, uh, they can get Sherman involved. And if that game is a blowout, they may, you know, rest Mostert. And, you know, Sermon's just running up and down the field with garbage time. Uh, so those are really the, the guys down in that 4K range. Um, pay attention again to the Eckler news because his backups, Justin Jackson and, and Roundtree, are, are down there at 4K uh, minimum salary. So keep in mind, you know, they're against Washington, but there there's some ones you can consider. And then uh, Javante Williams, uh, he was the hesitation on Melvin Gordon, uh, yeah. their, their top rookie as well. He's down at 4K. I think Gordon's going to start, but, again, that's one of those risks you can take. If you think uh, Javante is going to be the guy, you know, you could definitely play him at, at 4K against the Giants, I feel. I agree with you. I like those. I like those little sleepers. All right, Pierre, build me a lineup here. Uh, we've we've run out of time. We've been out of time. I, I apologize <laughs> to everybody. It's hard to stay on. That's one of the toughest things besides trying to figure out time zones is trying to keep the show going, trying to move it along a little bit, stay within the hour and all that. And, and with the NyQuil, it's just not happening tonight. So build me a good <laughs> lineup here that we're going to play on week one. A lot of choices, Pierre. It's a lot of people. To there choose. is. A lot of choices, a lot of excitement, um, some pretty high totals. I'm going to go with one that I think is going to continue to rise and hopefully be a shootout uh, when it really? comes to my, my stack. So I'm going to go quarterback with, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, 6,400 going up against the Falcons, 31st ranked defense. Again, the rushing upside's a, a big key here, uh, okay. projected for about eight to nine rushes. Um, I think he's, he's capable enough when it comes to throws. Um, he's not really accurate, but I do like him. I'm going to stack him up with two guys. I tend to try to stack with two. Uh, sometimes you can go naked. Sometimes you can go one. I feel like the, the biggest correlation is going with two and then a bring back, which is what I try to do when I build these lineups. So at tight end, talked about him earlier. I'm going to go with, with Zach Ertz, uh, $3,800. Again, he saw seven, seven and six targets uh, with Hertz there towards the end of the year. Uh, contract year might be on the trade block. Um, I think Zach Ertz can, can have a big coming out party again uh, that shows that he's one of the top tight ends in the league. I'm going to also go with the rookie at receiver, uh, Devontae Smith. As my other guy to stack, 4,500, uh, top option uh, there in Philadelphia, um, 32nd ranked defense with the Falcons. Um, and then speaking of Falcons, I'm going to run it back with their their top receiver, Calvin Ridley, at 7,900. So we got a stack with Hertz, uh, Ertz and Devontae Smith with Ridley on the bring back. Uh, to fill out the running backs, I kind of mentioned uh, these guys are really guys I like at values, and they're in great matchups. Uh, that's James Robinson at 6,400 and uh, Raheem Mostert at 5,800. Uh, again, going up against the 32nd and 31st ranked uh, defenses there. Um, you got Robinson who's going to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence quite a bit in the run game. So give me those guys at running back. T. Higgins, uh, second year breakout for him. He's going to be a receiver, 4,700. Really like him uh, against Minnesota. Go down to the flex and defense. I am going to take my coats. Um, for 2300 against Seattle, um, I like Buckner, uh, Darius Leonard. You know, you got guys, Rhodes, Kenny Moore. So I really like them, even against Russell uh, Wilson coming into town. And that, that leaves me just enough to get a part. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, can I pick your flex? Can I, I mean, I want I'm to try to guess. Can I guess your flex? Sure. 
Okay. I, I, when I look at it, I wonder who you're going to put at flex. And I think you were going, I think you're going to go Stefan Dix. I, I could be wrong there. I don't know, but that's who I'm picking. I'm not. Oh. So I'm going the top guy there. Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, 8,200 highest over under on the slate. Uh, 425 start. So it gives me someone in the flex that's in the later game that I can switch oh. out um, if necessary, oh, if I'm trailing or something like that. Uh, so I do like Tyreek Hill, 8,200 to round it out. Well, see, you're playing chess, not checkers. Whenever you do something <laughs> like that, that, that that's how, you know, when you threw the four o'clock game, I could, I could change him out. I don't know who you're going to change him out for a little bit higher than that, but uh, he's got tremendous upside for sure. I, I like it. But here, you, we didn't talk about Tyreek Hill. So you you really built up Stefan Diggs. That's why I thought you were going to take him instead of Tyreek. So that's. Uh, yeah, like I, like I said, I feel like Hill and Kelsey are really the 1A and 1B uh, okay. there in Kansas City. You're looking at, again, 54 and a half when it comes to their, their actual uh, over-under for that game. Um, it's just they're, they're projected the highest score, and they're, what, 30 points, 30 and a half right now. That's what Kansas City's projected the score. So I want a piece of that offense, and, and Hill helps me, helps me get there. Thank you, Pierre, for building a quarter lineup for me while I was on NyQuil and I could not think straight. It looks wonderful as I look at that, uh, especially the I love the running backs, the Mostert and the Robinson. Great job, Pierre. Thank you for bearing with both of us this evening uh, on the DFS Dreamer podcast. The first one of the year, Pierre. Congratulations. We made it through. Thank you. Thank you. Great time. Uh, look out for our new logo. Um, my wife yes. got a co-worker uh, named Kristen uh, to help hook us up with the DF, DFS Dreamers logo. So look out for that. Um, really happy to to have a new logo and, and glad she was able to help us out with that. Yes, maybe it, you could even do it for our little contest that we do on DraftKings each and every week. Hopefully we can uh, put that on, piggyback that onto this tweet that's going to go out to promote the show. Maybe we okay. can uh, do a little contest there for DraftKings. We can. I'll get that together. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Pierre, so much. I look forward to talking to you next week as well as we break down week number two. You are listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you follow Pierre. If you have any questions, you can ask him over on Twitter at PeeWee31. You can also follow me at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can subscribe to the podcast there. You can find the links for everything. You can listen to us on Apple, iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify, any place that you want to listen to us on. You can find us all over there on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening and as always we want to encourage you to go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today